Well, had a message to preach, and God changed that. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I know they tell preachers to be instant, in season, and out. But what I have prepared, I've got an outline there and two pages and everything, but the Lord ain't it's telling me when we were singing, I can't believe that you're going to preach that. And so guess what? I'm not. So, uh, you know, anyway. But uh, we're going to be over. I reckon we're going to turn to the book of Psalms is where we're going to look at. And we're going to look at Psalm number 60. Three is where my studying has been this read some scripture and take a look at it amen Psalms number 63 when you get Psalm 63 say amen amen that's that sounds like everybody it says here, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, in a dry, thirsty land where water is. You know, I think about this, and you know, this is my devotion thoughts from the day when they, you know, when I was studying and all. And how many times have we said, O God? And, and, you know, when we're in a, uh, a situation and stuff and everything, and, you know, we've all heard, early will I seek thee. Well, here's where it's written here. And But the thing is, though, it says my, my soul thirst. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Now think about this for a second. If you're in a desert and you're hot, and you're dry, and you're thirsty, and you're looking for something, that's how we should long for the Lord. Amen? When, when, all, when, we, have, when we have nothing else that we can draw, uh, draw from, we can draw from God. And I'm glad, I'm glad that we as a, as a, as a saved, as a saved individual, and that's how I'm using the term we, when, when we are saved by the grace of God, we have Jesus to supply everything that we need. It makes no difference what the need is, He will supply. You need comfort, He'll give you comfort. You need healing, He'll give you healing. But see, some, but the thing is, most of the time when healing does come, people can't take what the healing is given. Because, see, we're praying that that person will be healed and he'll stay with us. But, see, God may say, hey, look, I'm going to heal you, but I'm bringing you home when I do. So, see, and so that's the thing there. And notice what it says here, and I'll move on. It says, my flesh longing for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. That's Brunswick County talk right there. Yeah. Because of the fact it's saying that, look, our flesh, when the, when, look here, when the flesh dries out. Have y'all ever seen that? I've watched some of them police movies, you know, that NCIS and stuff where they found them mummies and stuff, you know, and the skin's all dried and everything. And they're saying, and they asked that uh, one guy says, well, what happened? And, I, and so I Googled it, and, you, and you, man, you can find everything on it. And, and they do. They inject 
the skin on them with water, with a needle, and the water hydrates it, and they got this thing, they can just put it right up there to this machine and get that fingerprint and identify who it is, boom, just that quickly. It's amazing. Amen. But see, the thing is, see, our, when our flesh, when our flesh dries out and we get to this situation, we can find water and we can find water and, you know, still water is the is typology of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we can find comfort. We can find that water we need from the, from the word of God and Jesus. Amen. Look at verse number two. It says, to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee. In the sanctuary. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times what I see coming into the sanctuary is a bunch of uh, a dead stack of pancakes from IHOP. They ain't got no shout about them. They don't have no victory about them. They don't have nothing about them. We just look like they have ate 40 pieces of pancakes from over there. Instead of at the IHOP and they come in here and do the I-flop. Amen. But see, the thing of it is, I mean, seriously, they ain't got no power on. Look here. They don't, nobody try to tap into the power of Jesus because of the fact they're dragging all the mess from the house with them. And see, and it's telling us here to see thy power and thy glory as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. I think back to last August when we had Brother Ponder over here for our revival. And I told Sister Lynn, I told Sister Lynn, I said, give her two weeks. And it was just like somebody took this great big wet towel and throwed it, and it just quenched everything was gone out. It was gone. And it didn't need to be. The entire church was on fire for the Lord. Look, they were ready to charge the gates of hell with broke water guns. Water hoses that had holes in it and everything like that right there. They were, and look, and then all of a sudden it was just like, well, it's been two weeks. I reckon we'll go back to our old ways. <laughs> Sitting out there in the pew with scowl looks on our faces. Next thing you know, you're up here preaching, you hear. Now you want to throw a, a quench on the, on the service. That throws it right there. You're up here giving it everything you got, hours upon hours upon hours of studying, and then here, what's the use of going on? I'm, I'm, what's the use of going on? I had a preacher friend in Georgia said that that happened to him. He said that he had not, he had just got through his introduction, closed his Bible, looked at him, and said, "What would you have me say?" Closed in prayer, told the deacon, he said, lock up. And he went on and got in the car, and him and his wife went out to eat, and they come back at 6 o'clock. I told him, I said, man. Now, that church there, he, he has a big crowd on Sunday morning. He has 18. And that's what and he said. It just it complete, it just killed everything that he had. He said, 26 hours of study. It just... You know, gone. But see, the thing of it is, is we don't need to be. When we come into the sanctuary and we're looking for the things in the sanctuary, the first thing that we ought to be looking for is power. The second thing that it tells us here is glory. The power and the glory, that's what we need to see in the sanctuary. 
things raising their hands, testifying for the Lord Jesus Christ, crying out to Jesus for help and all these things. That's what he's talking about here. Look at verse number three, and he says, Because thy loving kindness is better than life. Thy loving kindness is better than life, and my lips shall praise thee. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this tonight. I got it written in in my my devotion book at home. I I remember when I wrote it this morning. I wrote this down. The saints of God have forgot what their lips is for. Because they use their lips to rip apart the preacher. They rip apart the church. They rip apart the things in the church. They rip apart the things at the church. But then they go in there and then they do it in secret. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'll go ahead and I got this written down in my book at home too. In the since in the last year, I have gotten almost zero tolerance for whispering. I've got to the point that I almost hate it, Brother Young. Going down here and to getting down there in the back corners of the church. Getting in the bathroom. Well, let me tell you something. I'm a big guy. Got something to say. I'm here. Say it to me. And don't go running all over town. Come to me and say it. Amen? But see, and this is what it's talking about. Our lips is supposed to be for the uh, for praising thee. Not me, thee. Jesus, that's what our lips is supposed to be for. But go back to what it says in the beginning of it. And I'm just a little bit loud. So turn me down just a little bit. It says, it says... Because thy loving kindness is better than life. The loving kindness of Jesus Christ is better than life. My Bible tells me that when we get saved by the grace of God, that we have life eternal. We're forever, it's forever settled, it's secured, it's done, it's in it's written in heaven. So I ain't got to worry about it. Once I get saved, there's none of this other flip-flopping mess like the Calvinists believe. You know, you're saved today, you're lost tomorrow, a bunch of junk is for the birds. But my Bible tells me that we can, we have security, eternal security. One verse of Scripture that comes to my mind is 1 John 5, 13. It is therefore you may know that you have eternal life. But see, the thing, it, it goes back to this that the loving kindness of God is better than life. How good is that? That's better than them pinto beans I had at lunch today. Because of the fact, why? Because why? It's simple. It's because of the fact that we have something special with Jesus and he should be something special to us. Amen. Amen. Look at verse number four. I like how it starts out there. You don't see this word used much anymore. Thus. Thus will I bless thee while I live. So what does this tell us? We're going to be blessed while we live. That's deep theology right there. But look at what else it says. I will lift up my hands in thy name. 
kind of hard to lift up your hands in, 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 in the, the name of Jesus when you don't ever lift them. Oh, I'm, that's not scriptural. I beg to differ. It says right here, I will lift up my hands in thy name. And it's not so. Amen. He's worthy to lift your hand. Look here, when somebody says, Amen, Jesus. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. In a meeting, you get up there and mention the word, these three words, King James Bible, they'll shout the roof off the place. King James Bible, I have King James Bible. Then, man, and start going off the crazy. You start giving something that's got some substance, they don't know what to do with it. They just stand there with that stunned look on their face. I've been in them meetings before where they shouted the roof off the place, and the only reason they done it was because of the fact Tony Hudson got up there and started talking about burping Coca-Cola through his nose. They shouted the house down. Then he got on a 45-minute rant after he finished up on that on on a stinking creamed potatoes with lumps in it. All this mess, and I'm sitting here going. I told the preacher friend I was with, I said, when the devil's the message going to start? After he got through with the creamed potatoes deal, he said, let's stand for prayer. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Only thing I've heard about was you belch Coca-Cola through your nose and that you don't like mashed potatoes with lumps in it. I don't understand it. An hour and ten minutes we listened to that. And I'm thinking to myself, why? And then I went back and heard him about six, seven months later, and it was completely different. One of the best messages I ever heard about how to get God on you. One of the best messages I absolutely ever heard a man preach. So see, I just don't understand. But see, this is what I was talking about. What's wrong with lifting up our hands in the sanctuary and letting people know that we got some God on us? Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not prim and proper. I better not do that. No, we're not going to do that. Look at verse number five. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And I don't have any problem with that fatness part. Then it goes on and says, And my mouth shall praise thee, oh my, with griping lips. Oh, well, no, no, that's not the Baptist way. The independent fundamental Baptist is going to gripe about everything in the world. But it tells us here we're to have joyful lips. We're to, look, just because you don't like the lavender flyers don't mean that everybody else has a problem with them. So the entire church doesn't need to know that you don't like the lavender flowers. I don't like the lunch. The entire church doesn't need to know that you don't like the lunch. I taught Sister Lynn how to eat with fruit flies Sunday. She was having problems. I told her, I said, look, I said, it's real simple. I've ate with flies. There's no problem. You take said fork in one hand. If you're right hand dominant, you take the fork. Left hand, you do this. And you scoop and eat. There's no big problem. And I said, and I said, now look, when the fly lands into the, the juice or whatever, 
taken to slide it right on over, and you don't have that one to, to fool with no more. Yeah. <laughs> or you can take your little napkin and dip him out and put him on the napkin and everything like that. But see, the thing of it is, though, pinch him. That way he won't be flying around no more. But see, the thing of it is this, though. That's what we're supposed to do. Look here. It tells us, My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. We need to look for joy, give joy, and exclaim joy. Or you can be a sour puss. And we don't need to be that way. We got too much. We're, look, we're saved by the grace of God. And he's telling us here that it gets in the bone marrow when we get saved by the grace of God. Amen. And look, it's got to go somewhere. When, it, when Jesus gets in, that little girl said one time, Mama, how big is Jesus? He said, Jesus can hold the whole world in his hands. And why ain't he sticking out of more people? If he's that big, why ain't he sticking out more? I, mean, I tell you why. Because people ain't found their joy. We're going to move on. Verse number 6, it says, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. It's telling us before we go to sleep to meditate on the things of God. You're saying, well, I can't sleep. I promise you, I got the, I got the fix to put you to sleep. And I'm talking... You'll be cutting timber like you ain't never seen before. Oh, man, I can't sleep. Roll and tumble, roll and tumble. I can't sleep. You just get the Word of God and you start reading. It won't be long. I promise you, it'll put you out. And like I said, and if you do that here, you're going to get fruit flies. But see, the thing is, remember, it tells us this. It tells us when I remember thee upon my bed, so that tells me that I'm in bed now, and I'm remembering things from the day, I'm remembering things about Jesus. Okay? Then what does it say? And meditate. All right, I remembered those things about Jesus. Now I'm thinking on those things. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, all these, remember what the, what the Bible tells us there? Think on these things. So we're thinking on these things, and then what does it say? In the night watches. So if you, you say, well, I drifted off to sleep, and you wake up, and you say, man, Think on those things. Go right back to thinking on those things again. And God will put you, will give you calm, He'll give you peace, and put you right out. Verse number seven says, For thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings I will rejoice. And that just don't that sound like Isaiah 40, 31? The Bible does not contradict itself, but I'll tell you what the Bible does, it parallels. 
Amen. And right there, Isaiah 41, we're talking about get up there under his wing. Oh, man, let me tell you something. There's safety there, and I'm telling you, there's security there, and we can find rest and comfort when we get there at this point. And it says right here in the night watches, it says, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Oh, there's something when you get in the security of Jesus. There's a, hey, look, under his wing, we're safely abiding. That song, Brother Young, uh, Under His Wing, man, what a powerful song it is because why? Look, let me tell you, it's the only place to go. It's the only place to be. You're in God's will there. Let's move on. My soul followeth hard after thee. That's one thing right there that the Christian, the fundamental independent Baptists have forgotten to do is to just follow Jesus. They don't have a, they don't, have, they don't, they don't want to follow what they want to do. I got my idea, we're going to do it. If we can't do my idea, I'm going to get mad and I'm going to go to church somewhere else. Well, bless God, go. Here we're going to follow what Jesus wants us to do. Amen. We're going to seek Jesus' will. And it says, thy right hand upholdeth me. The right hand. What is the right hand? Thy right hand is the hand of what, church? Oh, my. It's the right hand. It's the hand of honor. And you're right up there up top. The right hand of truth, honor. Because why? That's what Jesus. When you go to, you don't, okay, when you don't come up there and shake something and tell somebody, unless you're one of them ones that stand out there on the street with a do rag and your pants pulled down, going, what's going on, home, Jay, whatever. No, let me say it. No, when you go to shake a man's hand and you're closing the deal, what do you do? You shake with right hand. You don't ever see him say, well, we're going to seal this deal with the left hand shake and the, the pinky touch, all this mess. That's junk is stupid. I was in, matter of fact, let me go ahead and clear it here. I was in a place of business. Matter of fact, just yesterday, closed a big deal yesterday. And the man was coming there, like, right here. And I looked at him and I said, What are you going to do? Hit me? I said, I just saved you $50,000 a year and here you are going to hit me. I went like this right here. He said, Well, I don't shake hands. I said, Why are you scared? He looked at me and he said, Well, since COVID. And I said, We're always going to have COVID. We shook hands, and I told him, I said, look, let's move on. I said, besides that, I sneezed 30 minutes ago. <laughs> he looked at me and told me, he says, no, nah, I don't believe. I said, no, I didn't. But I said it was an hour ago. But see, the, but see, the thing of it is this, though, church. The thing of it is this. Here is telling us here, in this verse of Scripture, it says here, my soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand holdeth me up holdeth me I said holdeth thee up holdeth so let's see if I'm sitting down he's holding me up if I'm about to fall like sister Lynn did coming in the door he's got her he's got his hand to hold you up isn't that it that's what I'm saying his hands gonna uphold us what else upholds us the word of god the word of god keeps us that's what we need to be focused on verse number nine 
But those that seek my soul to destroy it, oh my. That's a group of pastors today out there that people are trying to destroy. They're having a heyday out there in the world trying to destroy pastors. And it says, trying to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. The best thing that people can do, and I'm going to sound a warning, the best thing that people can do is pray for the preachers and keep your hands off of them. Because when you rise up, and you start doing stupid stuff against the uh, the man of God that, that God has called to the to that particular church and pulpit, and when people start doing mean things and all this stuff to them, this verse of scripture right here says, "Those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth." Hell. The Bible speaks plainly, touch not thy anointest. And it, it plainly says it. Don't touch them, leave them alone. Mm. I know where there, like I said, I know where there's a house, that a single-wide trailer that was exploded. The preacher, wife, and young'uns were killed in that explosion. He died several days later from the burns and everything. The man that 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 done the explosion. This is no joke. In jail, burned while awaiting trial. You can go to the lot where the where that, that single wide trailer was. Not a soul will buy it. It's been for sale several times. Nobody won't buy it. The square where the trailer, that single wide trailer was at, is as bare as that as the wood on that pew. And where the man of God was laying. Nothing grows there either. You can still see his print where he, how he died trying to get to his wife and children because it blowed him to the outside and they were in the inside. And people walk up there and say, what is this? Well, that's where the preacher was laying, but you know, we can, we'll give you a really good price on this lot. And I don't want this. All these years later. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. And here's the thing. The family was a prominently known family. They went from upper echelon money to broke because of that one stupid, uh, stupid stunt that they did. That's the reason I say that's it's dangerous. And see, that's why preachers, preachers, they don't need to be stupid either. Behind the sacred desk, God will take us out. Verse number 10. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for the foxes. Interesting. So I had to do a word study on this real quick this morning. Now, all this was going on in the 5 o'clock hour. Ready for this? 
the fox that it's referring to because we know the little red and gray foxes in our, in our area, okay? Not really known for being huge, aggressive meat eaters. Mainly, they, they're, they're scavenger, and they, they like rodents, you know, rats and rabbits and all the stuff like that right there. They'll knock birds out of the air, and they'll raid nests and all this stuff like that. All these different little things that foxes do. They'll dig yellow jacket nest out of the ground and all this stuff. It's real interesting to see that none. But anyway, but I thought to myself, a fox? No. Then I got to doing the study. The fox that it's talking about here is a type of coyote. It's in a different, you got to remember, where's the Bible written? It was overseas, right? So see, that's what it's talking about there. It's a more bigger, aggressive, not, not like a hyena, but it's a, on that, that type of thing. Hmm. Don't you think that's kind of weird? And it says that, you know, talking about the people there that have, you know, they've fallen to the, into the parts, lower parts of the earth, and they shall fall by the sword. So see, that, what does that tell you? Mm, oh, my. And then it says, thou, they shall be a portion. So that tells me that the parts that's cut off by the sword are going to be fed to these, these foxes, these coyotes. Wow. Hmm. Not good. Then verse number 11. But the king, the king shall rejoice in God. Talking about this psalm of David, King David. See, notice that king is in little letters, shall rejoice in a capital G God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall what? Have be unhappy? No, shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies. Them that speak lies shall be stopped. It's not our battle. But I will tell you this. Now, I'm going to give you a word of encouragement here. I don't want to be doom and gloom. I'd be careful. That's a word of encouragement. I'd be careful. And, and the reason I'd be careful... It's because of the fact, look, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Anybody at any time can pull the wool over my eyes. You're not going to do it to God. Those all-seeing eyes have all-hearing ears. And he hears. And the thing is, he hears our feeble pleas. God help me. Don't know which way to turn. God, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I've been praying for my daddy. 
I don't know what the outcomes, you know, under the test. I thank God they found some of what's going on, and it's not as bad as it once was. It's, I mean, it's not a locomotive at the end of the tunnel. But see, the thing of it is this. Here's the thing. You know, I, I'm glad that I can go to the Lord, and He hears those little pleas. God, can you fix this? God, can you help this? That same God, I had this conversation just yesterday with a preacher friend of mine. I told him, in 2023, getting ready to be 2024, nobody believes. Nobody wants to believe this, Brother Young, but what I'm getting ready to tell you all is the truth. Nobody wants to believe that the God in the Old Testament that sent famines, sent diseases, sent pestilences, destroyed entire encampments of people. I mean, sent his angels to destroy them. Nobody wants to believe that that God is still the same God that sitteth on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and for me. And that same God is the same God. Nothing's changed. The Bible says that God cannot change. He changed not, is what the Bible said. So let me just say this, church, to you this, this evening. Hey, he ain't changed. And I'm telling you, I told that preacher friend, I said, I'm afraid that God is getting ready to get, is almost fed up with this. And when he gets fed up, there's going to be judgment raining down on not just America, but the world for their sick and perverted ways that they have become. And I'm telling you something, that same God that I'm talking about is the same God right here that says this, that he's going to cut by the sword and he's going to feed the, you know, the, the, what's the portions to the foxes. It's the same God. In church, I'm telling you, it's the dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. That's why it's so important when we sing that song, nothing between is to have nothing between us and the Savior. Nothing. Because why? He knows all. If you think that there's something in between, well, what we need to do, we need to get it. We need to ask him. Hey, God, look. Hey, I'm doing some soul searching here. Is there anything in my life? I, look, I, I, I can't remember it all. Reveal it to me. Ask him he, before revealing. He'll reveal it. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's a day coming when every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's a day coming. And I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be a day coming when everybody's going to be yelling at the top of their lungs at that judgment seat, yelling at the top of their lungs, Help me! Help me! There ain't no more helping you anymore. Look, don't yell at me and holler for me to help you. Oh, I'm going, I got my own new out here that I'm going to be judged on. I'm going to be judged on my if as wood as and could as. You're going to be judged on your sin. My sins are forgiven. I'm going to be judged on them if as wood as and could as. Yeah. 
all them tracks that I should have left, all them things that and people I could have talked to, if I would have just went to visitation, all revealed. All revealed. Bruce D. Lane, y'all don't know him, at one time was the director of the Fellowship Track League and pastor of Fellowship Baptist Church in Lebanon, Ohio. We were there at the Bread of Life camp meeting. And the camp meeting that me and Cheryl were at was the first one that had the privilege of loading the container through precious, uh, bearing precious seeds, and we didn't know everything and all was turned about. Cheryl and I helped load that container with gospel tracts to go to India at that Bread of Life camp meeting. We encircled that, that container, and Brother uh, Scott Matthews, of the Rochesters, formerly of the Rochesters, now the Scott Matthews family, was able to lead the truck driver to the Lord while we were loading the container and while we were praying. All of us were circled that container and had our hands on it. We all lay hands on the container and was praying. Bruce D. Lang said something, and I never forgot it. He looked around, turned around and looked at all of us. I mean, there's probably 50, 60 people were better there, not including all the workers of the Fellowship Track League. And he said this. He said, what if one of those tracks in them boxes, it's God's last track that he wants handed out and we're going and we get called home? And he walked over to Scott Matthews and reached in his pocket and come out with a track. And he said, what if it's this one? I never forgot it. That week that we were there, we were there from Sunday to Thursday, 147 people that were there at the camp meeting, we gave out over 25,000 tracks. You're bragging on Jesus because I never forgot it. And the tracks that I got at home, I try to give them out as everywhere. Look, I leave them everywhere I go because why? What if? What if one of the ones that I have is the last one that needs to be given out for Jesus to take us home. Something to think about, church. Something to think about. Father God, I prayed this evening, Lord, as we get ready to go our separate ways. The first thing I want to do, Lord, is I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the shower rain that you sent earlier. Our area has been hot, and Lord, you you knew exactly when to send the rain at that specific time, and I thank you for that. 
I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for a devotional, Lord, that will take you deep into the Word of God. And Lord, I thank you for being a God that will always uh, show up and give something when there's nothing because that's what I had because, Lord, you just you know didn't want me to preach what I had on paper. Lord, I pray that this evening, Lord, that uh, you lead God and direct us now as we get ready to go home. Keep us all safe. Let us finish out the work week, Lord. Uh, uh, Lord, for on fire for you. And Lord, we have a work day Saturday. I pray, Father God, that uh, Lord, uh, it, that people will show up. That's all I can ask for. Uh, Lord, uh, I pray that, Lord, uh, that, that you would reveal yourself in a mighty way. And, Lord, uh, what I'll do is give you praise, honor, and glory for it. And, Lord, uh, uh, we have many needs. Lord, it's been mentioned in the prayer rooms. Lord, uh, but, the Lord, the one that just keeps out uh, standing out is uh, lost family members. Help us to be a witness there, Lord. And, Father, what we'll do is give you praise, honor, and glory for it. And, Lord, uh, lead us back at the next appointed hour. And, Lord, we'll give you praise, honor, and glory. Be with the ones in our church that are sick. And be with the ones in our church that are still hurting from the uh, bereavement. And, Lord, we'll give you praise, honor, and glory for what you're going to do there. Thank you for being the comforter. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. And God's people say, Amen. 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 All hearts and minds clear. Signify my standing, please. God is so good.